Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies. I'm your host, Nina. I am your other host, Sletha. And today we're discussing Season 5, Episode 8, Taikai. Uh, Netflix synopsis, a coveted spot in an elite international tournament ignites a fight between dojos. Tori's loyalties are tested. Sam struggles to let Miguel go. <laughs> Sad violin plays. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Here well, we are. Here we are. You know, we talked about this like before we pressed record. Like, how are we going to divide up this episode? Because usually divided by plot line. But this really is, it's one big plot line. We we're actually just going to go chronologically. Um, for starters, we get the Sekai Taikai board. And they are an interesting bunch of like suited, super villainy looking men led Here's by Gunter. Yeah. Do you think it's kind of racist that they're headed up by a German guy? Thank you. I was thinking that oh, too. Fuck. There's like this like gigantic white guy, Gunter, and then like a bunch of like other like Korean and Japanese dudes. Oddly enough, like they don't seem to speak like the Korean guys speak Korean, the Japanese speak, guys speak Japanese, Gunther speaks English. I guess they, can, they all of them know all three languages, right? What, what, I would assume so. It's kind of strange. I mean, good for them, but also, yes, they are they, led by a white guy. He also has the, the most German name ever, Gunther Braun. Come mm-hmm. on now. And then later on in the episode, he implies that he's Russian, which is like, what? Oh, yeah. Ever, anyways, I'm intrigued by many aspects of the Sekai Taikai board. The fact that they flew all the way to California. The All-Valley board. Okay. No, the All-Valley board, which, again, gives me life, is like, they're just a bunch of, like parents who are like living out their glory by like ha- like running this like very shoddy organization um these guys are actually serious you get the feeling this is actually a full-time job for them i'm sort of like i get that apparently they're a really big deal everywhere in the world but in the u.s okay fine like i said last they're week they're big in canada Lata. i guess they're big in canada it's uh, that's not unheard of they're like you know i guess it's like soccer or something but um I think it's kind of odd that they flew all the way to California. Yeah, if they're such hot shots, wouldn't they have people come to them? Right. Like if you want to have us, you know, do the exhibition, do it for us. You come to us. Right. I, I thought that was a little strange, but okay. I mean, Terry Silver, when he's talking to them and glad-handing them, he does say something, you know, like, he's like, yeah, well, it's too bad more people haven't heard of you guys, but I can change that. We can help each other. I could use my resources and connections to make you a household name in America with, like, broadcasts and, like, corporate sponsorships. And that I'm like, yeah, okay. I guess I kind of get that. Sure. Um, so he's not even pretending. Like, he just, I don't know. Well, I, Silver's flexing the, the silver muscle. Yeah, exactly. And, like, also, it's one of the few things where it's like, you know, I was like, why does Terry even want them to enter this tournament that no one's ever heard of in america like how would like okay but like i guess it sort of makes sense to me that like he he has his master plan is to make it like known in america with all his dynatox money i suppose so i didn't hate that um i still think this is a goofy ass plot point but oh yeah why not god like Um, you didn't need to go through all like you didn't have to hire a team of international assassins if your plan was to like have your your dojo audition for a bigger tournament. But Again, okay. if they end up making Terry Silver broke at the end or the beginning of season six, that would be bold. It's like maybe you shouldn't have put up twelve randos, <laughs> right? I mean, Daniel's probably going almost like out of business just by putting up one rando, aka chosen, for about a year. I know. He's been there for like a year, right? At least, Christ, at least. doesn't he have like things to do at home? 
Oh, right. Let's talk about... We'll get to when he brands himself in Master Sensei. It's actually in this scene. Right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, everyone goes around and does introductions. Miyagi-Do gate crashes. The open house of sorts. Amanda says she's karate adjacent. Oh, that like killed us. me. I know. Um, she's not making fun of this whole thing, which is what I wanted for I her. I know. Instead, she's like taking it dead serious. And, you know, of course, Johnny and, and like Daniel and Chosen are like, you know, of course they look serious. It's just, it's super sad to see Amanda, like one, look that serious and two, say that she's karate adjacent. I don't yeah. know. Ugh. But, you know, um, they, they, the gate crashes get what they want. Suddenly they're in the game and like... Um, Sekai Taikai is willing to, to check out their dojo, too. Now, I want to say, I mean, it seems a little unfair, considering I'm sure that Terry Silver, like, played for, paid for their plane tickets. Right. And I'm like, so if Topanga Karate, R.I.P., had thought to gate crash, would they also have been given the opportunity to participate? It's like, if you're some international karate, like, wouldn't you have scouted these places already? Wouldn't you... Or if, if for whatever reason... Like, okay, there's like, oh man, why am I thinking about this so much? But there's two things going on, right? Like, first of all, if your idea is like, oh, we can like pick up a cool new like competitor, plus we could get known in America, you got to go with Terry Silver. He's the one who has like the money to do that or the desire to do that, honestly. If you're just trying to pick up like some good competitors, you should really offer this opportunity to that's, everyone in the Valley, well, that's right? That's what Gunther said. He was like... You know, Terry Silver was doing the whole corporate brand dealing thing, and Gunther was like, we're just looking for some quality students. It's like, Gunther, do your job, which is not the first time I'll say that. Right, Gunther. Like, if you're going to be, like, in Southern California, this weird karate mecca in the United States, then you should basically be like, we're going to be here. Any dojo that's interested, you should go, like, to the All-Valley board and be like, let's put on a special exhibition. Laziest recruiter on earth. Right, one one guy basically is like, hey, you want to check out our dojo? I'll put you up somewhere nice in SoCal, and then you're on a plane, and then uh, what is this? This is this is shoddy. That's we, what it we is. We need to join this board, right? Um, we could we could make this a professional operation. I think. <laughs> um, next scene has a little interaction between Devin and Tori, where Devin is all over this brand partnerships. That actually gives her a motive, where it's like, you know what, Terry Silver is offering the flashy bucks. Maybe she doesn't even love karate that much. But, you know, I I like the characters like Devin and and Penis Breath. Sometimes I like that they seem like kids who understand that this isn't like a world-ending conflict. Like, Devin's like, hey, I could get Insta-famous and you get a sponsorship that can pay for college. Which is like, yeah, buddy. That's true. Shades of Mike Barnes. Yeah. Who's just like thinking about your future. And Tori says something a little sad, which is that she's never even thought about college. Um, Which... Always, it brings me back to, like, her, like, entire thing was just, like, I want to win the All Valley, and I'll know I had it even when everyone else has surpassed me in life, which is very, like, low-key, very tragic, you Yeah, know? she's a tragic figure, to be honest. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Now the I, fun part, exhibition montages. Right. Miyagi-Do, uh, all the kids are talking about the hot new tournament, and then we get this hilarious, very rare Miguel and Johnny scene. We haven't seen those two talk or hang out in a while not since mexico well and, i mean i think there was also like when he tried to like parent trap him and robbie right. but yeah we haven't gotten a lot of one-on-one with them, them for a while yeah johnny finally checks in on miguel who i think is again very sanguine just kind of like eh, i'm just here for the laughs <laughs> and robbie sort of walks up to them and is so over it he's just like oh yeah is this what fatherly advice sounds like and then 
And then Johnny's, Johnny's like, wait, no, 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 we were just talking. And then Robbie's like, JK, JK, like, I'm super over it. I think Robbie's Oh, God, on, it's so weird. I think he's on some kind of, like, really hardcore antidepressants where, like, all of his moods are flattened. He's checked out. He's over everything, man. I actually found this to be sort of, I mean, I know it's probably not written that way. It's probably written to be like, hey, guess what? You know, Miguel and Robbie have totally buried the hatchet and they're totally cool. And Robbie's joking around about the fact that his father has a much deeper bond with another kid. I saw this as a cry for help the way oh, it was yeah, performed. Oh, yeah, because like, it takes people like a, years, like maybe a lifetime to get over parental neglect. Right. And Robbie's just like, ah, joking, joking, totally a joke. So funny. My life's so funny. Anyway. They did the same thing with Anthony where it's like, haha, you know, I got uh, like thrown into a toilet full of shit and I'm fine. I'm fine, guys. It's totally fine. Thanks for asking. Yeah. So I kind of love this scene as much as it made me cringe where I'm like, oh, Robbie, I don't care what the script notes said. Like the way this this dude's playing it, you're not over this. But to be honest, it's like, you know, Robbie went through this whole rather traumatizing arc with Silver in the last season. And it's like, is Johnny checking up on him? Uh, you know, I bet he asked him, how, how are you on the road trip, right? I bet that fucking <laughs> car ride was silent. Just eight <laughs> hours of silence to Mexico. Oh, come on. It was like clearly like eight hours of like 80s rock. So, yeah. And then the radio broke. And then Johnny's like, so. How, like, how old are you? Uh, what do you think Miguel wants for his birthday? <laughs> I got yeah. another kid coming on the way. Um, <laughs> anyway, we see Penis Breath just having, I, he's like fighting Chosen or training with Chosen, which it's like, guys, stop pretending that you care or are invested in Penis Breath's growth at this quote unquote dojo. <laughs> there are other things about this dojo where, look, they're showing off the best things they've ever done at this dojo, like oh, wow, look, like, everybody's learning the, the wax on, wax off things. But then they also have, like, I might add, their best students doing offensive drills. Right, it's really not fair to have their three best students doing literally everything. Although maybe that's how it works. I mean, it's an exhibition, I get it. And then, like, I guess Johnny has kept the the old garage that apparently he was illegally running an Eagle Fang in because we cut to that. Yeah, and we see... Oh, yeah. yeah. He's not paying for that, right? He got I don't think free. so. I, I don't know why he has that space. Like, I think it was too expensive. Wait, maybe he... You only have ten students, if that. Yeah, I know. It's like they multiplied them just to show, make to make this exhibition look like more robust. But did you really... see wheel technique made a comeback? Oh god, we see wheel technique, and you gotta wonder like what the Sekai Taikai is thinking. Like, where would this be useful except for two teenagers to like flirt with no, each other? No, what they should have done is like recreate the them going into the the heater and the the freezer. Oh and god, the, the disgusting thing. Yeah. No, they they understood that would have been, like, a step too far. But um, you do get a nice scene in the old, like, Eagle Fang space where Sam kicks a watermelon, Gunter gets, like, a little, like, watermelon on himself. And then, of course, Johnny, like, defends, like, his techniques by bringing up the greatest of the Rockies, Rocky Four. Yeah. Turns out Gunter's a fan. I mean, they go... Sometimes I wish they'd uh, be a bit more subtle with the 80s reference. But then I realized maybe not everyone has watched these movies, but it's like... You know, sometimes yes, I wish you'd be more subtle with the 80s God references. Damn it. Yes, we get it, Gunther. Super German. Yes, Drago. Well, I um, mean, Drago is Russian. And yeah, yeah. the weird thing is that, like, he, he's like, oh, yeah, they both love Rocky Balboa. And Gunther's like, you know, his defeat over over Russia, like, helps strengthen the ties in, like, my, my shattering country. I'm like, are you... Imp- 
implying that your country is Russia? Your name is Gunter Braun. What? What are? What? I wonder why they did that. Yeah. That's are so they weird. implying that the fall of Russia strengthened Germany? I, I mean, kind. I guess. Like, with, I don't know. I really don't. Okay. Wait. Um. Okay. This kind of haunt me. I was kind of looking. I forgot the name of the actor who played Ivan Drago, but I think he's German. Maybe that's oh, why they did it. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Back to our. <laughs> Oh, um, we also see, of course, Cobra Kai uh, having their little exhibition. Um, we get to see, like, uh, you know, my very favorite. We we get to see um, Kyler, Kyler like in a mocap suit, like for for some reason, and they're just like, "Look at our technology." Yeah, I guess Kyler's sort of taking taking his loss from the previous episode in stride. He's still willing. I feel like he's the kind of person that would quit if he wasn't on top. But maybe really, I feel like Kyler is just like. He doesn't have any other hobbies. That's he has true. tons of other hobbies. He, what? They recruited him from some other team, right? He was right. already... In... Well, you know, there's so much of Kyler's day that just doesn't go examined. Look, you don't get it. Like, Kyler has a full schedule of bullying people. Um, he probably has a girlfriend. Uh, he probably has a girlfriend. Uh, he plays another sport. That's why I believe Crease and Silver recruited him in the first place, because they wanted, like, pre-existing athletes. And, you know, bullying people again. That takes up a lot of time. That's true. I feel like Kyler, but Kyler's honestly just here because there's a smoothie bar and, like, protein gummies. That's and true. he doesn't care if he's the champion. Like, he's Kyler. He's running out of people to bully at he's Cobra just, Kai, Yeah, though. he's just kind of rolling with it. He's rolling with life. Um, Kenny, of course, is being styled as the champion. And I gotta say, I'm sorry. Look, I, I like Kenny more than you do, even though he's, like, a psycho now. I get it. But, like... If Kenny's your champion... Well, I actually thought in those scenes where he was training, he's gotten really good in a short amount of time. Meanwhile, penis breath over there, like, we can see what the lack of attention has done. I think so. He's You're right. He's just hanging out. He's just hanging out. Like, there's a bunch of them who are just he's like... He's trained at every dojo in town, penis breath, and nothing. He's not... Yeah, he's just there. Like, he's like me when, like, I was, like, a kid and like, soccer. Like, I'm, I was just there. I wasn't actually, like, getting better or doing anything. Because he knows it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He understands, like, what his role is on the cast list. Yeah. He knows where he falls. Um, I do want to say, and I'll say this, this is, I mean, I'm probably going to say this, like, 18 times during this episode, but it is ludicrous how Miyagi Fang, or whatever they're calling themselves, how they have one female student. Like, what if that one female student, like, gets sick? Then they're kind of fucked in every competition, right? Like, what is I know. this? Yeah. I mean, they just kind of gave up recruiting. And it's like, you guys are supposed to be this, like, boutique uh, dojo, unlike Cobra Kai, that just turns them out like robots. And it's like, that means you can actually do kind of one-on-one recruiting and, mm-hmm. like... Do your job, basically. God damn it. Yeah, like you could probably easily have gotten a student like Devin who honestly Daniel just wanted to study going karate. Daniel is dealership, and he stopped stalking Terry Silver for at least one episode. So it's like, what are you doing, man? Well, God. this exhibition, Nina, setting up that wheel for wheel technique takes time, okay? It's already there! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, and, and I gotta say one thing. Uh, Daniel's, like, talking about that great 400-year-old history of Miyagi-Do, and then we get, like, Johnny, like, doing a hilarious thing about Shrimpo-sensei. Yes. Which, um, honestly, because it's like, no one wants to hear your shit. Okay, no one wants your history lesson, Daniel. <laughs> so having Johnny do it in, like, 
what appears to be like faux broken English is just yeah. Yeah, and it's great. clear that Johnny's the one that has the kind of connection with Gunther. Like, oh yeah, Gunther's like yeah, 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 whatever, Daniel. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that what happens later is just well, I'll get to that, but I really think that like their connection has something to do with yeah. it. Um, okay. okay, prison crease. Oh yeah, Tori goes to see crease. Um, this is one like one of those scenes that I really liked when I saw it. Um, the end of the season sort of like undercuts like what I thought about the scene like in the first place, which is just you see Crease and he's given up on getting out of prison, and he's and when Tori's like, "What do I do? I'm a mole on the inside. I'm there to try to take down Cobra Kai, but like I, I if I fight, like that'll help Cobra Kai." And honestly, like Crease gives like just this really nice non-selfish advice to her which is just you got to do what's right for you this would open opportunities up for you do not think about me it wasn't sappy or corny at all like he did it in his very understated crease way although i wonder if crease has been institutionalized just doesn't care about anything well i think like he's just like realized that all of his like stupid schemes to get out of prison so okay fine the first time i watched this i'm like he's finally come to terms with the fact that like he's not gonna like sweet talk his shrink out of prison you know like it's not gonna happen he's just gonna have to serve his time and if he cares at all about tori she he she's he's got to stop like treating her like a double agent he just has to tell her like you need to think about your own future of course spoiler alert by the end of the season crease is is staged one of the stupidest jailbreaks i've ever seen so (laughs) what whatever i thought it was a nice moment at the time the ending of the season kind of like undermines all of that but whatever Oh, that's the, just a quick flash of crease, and then we pan over to Casa Casa Daniel, and it's a sausage fest, guys. Uh, you know, Daniel and Johnny are talking to the three uh, three guys in the running. Notably, Anthony hasn't been asked if he's if he wants willing. to rep. Yeah, spread this in being asked. No, weirdly enough, they're asking the people who are good at karate. Um. They haven't been given the chance to be good, but anyway. Um, I mean, it's a, it's like Hawk and Miguel and uh, and yeah. Robbie, obviously. And, you know, Miguel is enrolled in college, so he doesn't have time for this. Robbie's on so many antidepressants, he doesn't <laughs> care. Hawk is officially repping because... And it's, it's kind of nice in that, like, it's not really, like, a, a fight between them. Like, Johnny's, like, it's hard to choose, whereas, like... You know, like apparently Miguel and and Robbie, now that they're BFFs or something, talked it over, and they think Hawk's the choice because he won the All Valley, which yeah, fair. Yeah, um, and then we then we get to Sam, who again is the only game in town. Yeah, so Sam, like, it was never a question, like who's gonna rep co- like Eagle Fang slash Miyagi Joe on the girls' side, Amanda. I- no longer karate adjacent. There's no age limits for take. I mean, god damn it, you guys. Like, recruit another female student. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. Anyways, she's fighting and training because obviously it's going to be her. And she takes a moment to recap her season's training where it's just like, yeah, you know, when the dojo closed, I was sad, but also kind of relieved. And then I was like going to get over karate, but then now I'm back in karate and now I'm training again for a tournament. We're like, we know, Sam, you also, she's, she's like, I feel like I'm right back where I started, which is like maybe like Sam's like slogan, her motto. And listeners, if this is the very first episode of this show that you've ever watched, there's really not much more to Sam than that. Yeah, her. I mean, there's nothing sadder than her. Like it's almost as sad as like the writers making her go into an isolation pod and like think about herself. It's like, yep, it's true. You don't have a personality or a story arc. We got it's hard. it. Hard. Yeah, it's hard out there. You're always going to be right here, just where you started. 
And then, um, God, maybe I'm trying to think of, is this the worst scene in this episode? But the, the kind of montage or whatever ends with Sam leaving and picking up the $8 million octopus necklace that Miguel spent his college fund on. And then dropped in, in sadness you know in what? the backyard. You can't prove that was Miguel. It could have been a general octopus you, fan. What? Do you think you own the octopus, yeah, Sam? Yeah, you don't God. think it's meaningful to other people? I love octopus. They're so smart. You know that? Yeah, they They're are. like the smartest children. Um, oh, but I should mention, there is one thing that redeems the Sam scene, which is, for me... Chosen is like giving Sam a pep talk and basically recaps Karate Kid 2. Oh, yeah. And I just love Grifter Chosen and the way he talks about it. Like it was like some fun adventure where he learned like what it was to be honorable. That and I'm like, was dark. Do you remember guys. when you zip lined in with a knife and you held a girl like at, at like knife point? Remember that? Yeah, I bet Kumiko remembers it very differently. It's. So strange. I mean, I, I think what they've done with Chosen, I don't mind it. Look, I'm having fun with it. But, like, Chosen was, like, a psycho beyond, like, any of the other people in, Ka- in the Cobra Kai or Karate Kid universe. If they did, like, a, a season six montage where it's, like, Chosen finally has to go home. And it turns out, like, the reason he left is because Kumiko's filing charges. And he's actually, like, terrorized his students. I mean, I, I do think it's, like, just very odd where it's, like, just, just, it's, uh, it's chosen. He's, like, such a goofy figure. Right. And it's, like, he was, like, li- like, I-, I don't know about you, but thinking back on all the karate kids, like, I think that he was probably as scary, if not scarier, than, like, Crease and, like, all oh, those yeah, people. 100%. Like, what? But maybe you just age out of crime. Yeah, you know? I mean, Crease didn't. But, yeah, other people do. But Crease is special. Oh, God, to you. <laughs> anyway. Um, um, oh, God. Yeah, so once we, the first time we saw this, and we saw that goddamn Chekhov's octopus necklace, we knew they are once again trying to make... Sam Miguel a thing. Stop trying to make Sigel happen. Sigel. Ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Even their portmanteaus suck. Suck. No. Um, and we do get, like, before we get to the big tournament, we do get a scene between Terry, Silver, and Kenny. I know, and they're trying to do a little Karate Kid 3 flashback to when Silver was doing the Quicksilver method with Daniel. Unfortunately... We don't get a man can't breathe, man can't fight. We do get something, which is Terry teaching Kenny the silver bullet. I, I like that, like, Terry... Gonna... I like that Kenny's like, that's good. And Silver's like, yeah. They bond over being underdogs, which was hilarious to me, because it's like, hey, Kenny, you're a short black kid who was bullied for a long time, and I'm a, a skinny white billionaire, and we're the same. <laughs> we're the same. I mean... To be fair, I honestly think that this is, like, Silver at, like... I'm like, wow, Silver's really kind of trying with this kid. Like, he's, he's like... I know, because... You know why? Because they're both, like, have that killer instinct, quite literally, where I, like, looked into Kenny's dead shark eyes, and all Silver has to be is, like, yeah, you know... We have similarities. You, like, reach your fist through and pull out their heart, and Kenny's like, sure. That sounds... Wait, wait, wait. I want to push back. I'm going to oh, push back. No. This is me playing, like... Are you ever tired of being wrong so consistently i'm not wrong i'm not wrong let me give me a moment okay so silver's teaching him this technique where like you punch someone between the ribs and you know it it knocks their breath out of them right and you know kenny's like well if you hit somebody in the chest in a karate tournament apparently you get a point anyway so why go for the extra damage 
And silver is like, well, the shortest distance to victory is like to take your opponent out with one shot. And then Kenny's like, yes, teach me. And you're supposed to get the moment. You're, I think you're supposed to get the impression that's like, what an evil technique he's learning. It's like the Dark Lord teaching Darth Vader something. But here's something I got to ask you. Like in boxing, like, yeah, a knockout is like the quickest way to victory. Like, are you like morally opposed to knockouts? I'm just saying, it looked like he did more than a knockout. Well, I mean, it's a way to, like, just basically... I mean, in karate, apparently, like, you can't hit people in the head. Um, or at least not in tournament-style rules. Like, in boxing, like, you know, you, you can knock people out. Um, and so, yeah, I, I kind of think it's just, like, yeah, that's, like, a thing in combat sports. Like, the idea that, like, a knockout... like Or, like, in, like, jiu-jitsu or something, like... Um, you can win points or you can like make your opponent tap out, which is when they can't breathe. So they tap out. Right. And like, this doesn't seem like crazy dark to me, I and guess. Why don't you just shoot a harpoon into their chest? What Lata? the? That's what is this? Knockout. Why let them get up at all? All right. Listeners who participate in like some kind Do of combat sports. She clearly, she's using her moral flexibility. What is this? Fancy lawyer tricks. This is the. What is a knockout? It's when somebody can't fight anymore. That's yeah. a knockout. And you know, a final solution to... What? 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. No. I. Somebody who yeah. actually, like, does combat sports, back me up. I don't, don't think... Don't back her up. You know what? Guys, listeners are always on my side. One okay? listener was on your We're side. Shout out, shout out to Astrid, who took my side um, on the Twitter account. Thank you. Um, you should have seen Lata's face. The silent majority of listeners is on my are on my side. Astrid, you please speak, tweet. You speak for millions. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on keeping on, despite the murderous looks. Oh my god, being thrown my way. God, I Nina, if I knew that silver bullet, oh, I, I would be all over that right now. But stand for the truth. It's anyway, okay. the exhibition, we can move on, guys. The exhibition. Um, Big thing that Nina and I agreed upon, and look, this this marriage between us is falling apart, like, quickly. <laughs> but we did agree that Sam really needs to put her hair back. What the fuck? It's, like, like loose and flowing, and it's like, oh, man. That's you don't even need someone to tell you. You just realize when you do any sport, anything physical, you're going to start sweating in about five seconds. Hair gets in your eyes. Just pull that shit back. It's going to get caught somewhere. I, I just felt like, ugh. And honestly... Like, if you remember back when you were fighting to the death with Tori... Her hair was very nicely pulled back. And yeah, because you knew Tori was going to rip out a giant hunk of hair. Actually, and I'm sure... Look, I care deeply about this, but no, I'm sure nobody else does. But, like, at the tournament where she and Tori are fighting, both of them had very sensible, like, Tori's hair is back in, like, a French braid. Like, Sam has two French pigtails. There's a reason why girls wear styles like that when they're working out or, like, stuff like that. It's not going to get caught in anything. What is this? Her hair is everywhere. She's lost. She's lost. lost. She, it's a sausage fest of a dojo. No one's going to be like, right. Sam, do you need a hair tie? Peanut's breath is there, immediately notices the smoothie bar, because there's no reason for him to be there. He's not really competing. Well, there's it's no just... reason technically for, like, any of, of the non-Hawks um, and Sams right. to be there. Anthony is there They're for there some for reason. for moral what support. And to, you know, rock their geese, I guess, yeah. Oh, right. Like, when they're training, I feel like, you know, Cobra Kai always has the, the classy black geese on when they're just, even they're doing their basic exercises. Miyagi-Do, all over the place, goddammit. Yeah, they wear what they want. They wear the street clothes. Fine, they're free spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll see it. 
Kenny flips out when he sees former mentor Robbie just talking to Anthony. Yeah. Like, Anthony gets so little positive attention. Kenny, you can't even let him to have that. I mean, that's the thing. Once again, you see two kids fighting over a father figure. Kenny badly needs therapy. Badly. I mean... Yeah, he he's very aggro about everything. He like confronts Robbie like that's some messed up shit. You're training the kid that bullied me, um, and he mentions like, or, well, Robbie's like, um, I hear you're doing most of the bullying these days. And, Ooh, burn! Right, and Kenny is like taking this like weird like, no, he deserves it. He'll deserve it forever. Attack and like Robbie, you know, like how we're saying that Miguel like is sort of like forty years old in maturity. Robbie's like now like thirty nine in maturity, and he's just like he's about the same age as his friends. From season one. Oh yes. yes, he has really like come a long way. Where like he's like, look, man, you have a rivalry with him. I too had a rivalry with someone that like sprung from very little, and you know we worked it out and we're fine. And like, and then like Miguel kind of gives him the guy nod. And I had like several thoughts about this, which is one like, man, I get that you're not like blood enemies anymore, but do you have to be all like you know? There's only two options. I mean, can't you just be okay with each no, other? It's the enemies to bros arc. I guess. Trying to do the parallel between Johnny and Daniel. Johnny and Daniel took like eight years to get to the place that they are now. Right, but I told you, Robbie hitting the bottle, hitting the antidepressants hard. Yeah, it's like... taking a shortcut to being okay with this. Yeah, they're like on steroids. And like, Robbie took like five years to hug his father. But like, him and Miguel, like, I get that they're no longer like, you know, you know, at each other's throats, but it's a little bit like, it feels too soon for me. But I do like that, or actually, no, I had a question for you. I'm like so we saw that Robbie and Miguel like buried the hatchet, which fine, and it they're they're doing that really contains something that I always wanted Robbie to do, which is apologize for like you know almost paralyzing Miguel for life. But with Anthony and Kenny, do you think it's the same dynamic? I kind of feel like it's a different dynamic, and that like yeah, it's like look, you don't even have to be friends. I get it. Like this guy bullied you for half a year or whatever, and honestly. Kenny more than got his revenge and is clearly top dog now. Let it go. Yeah, I kind of feel like, all right, he bullied you with no reason and that was shitty. But then you stuck his head in a, to- a toilet. Like, you aren't just you, ignoring couldn't each you other. just be even? Yeah, like, you I don't can know. just ignore each other and, like, the high school is big. Like, right. It, it, yeah, it just it seems like. Remember like, when Kyler was on the other side of the high school for like an entire season and we didn't see him? That was sad. I know. I'm so glad he got back like, on the cool even, side. We don't even get that that mutual love interest that they were like the preteen. Oh, that yeah. They that they were both obsessed with. I know. Where is she? She's like, this is pretty fucked up. I'm going to go transfer now. Um, Proto Alley. Right. Parts the scene. But, uh,. I mean, Hawk actually comes up and he's like, he says something to Robbie, like, you know, don't worry, I'll like, I'll shut him up. And Robbie, again, who's like 47 years old, is just like, hey, you know, we've both been in Cobra Kai, as has everyone on the show at some point Robbie in time. Robbie really belongs in Topanga Karate. Maybe he does. He's the new Xander, spiritually. Like, yeah, he's just like, don't worry, it's not him talking. Start doing flips. It's Silver yeah. talking. And then, yeah, he's, he's, man, I mean, uh, Xander, we hardly knew ye, but he really brought a positive I energy know. to this whole endeavor. Um, Okay, the referee shows up. The impartial referee. We need to talk about this ref. Yes, let's. Um, the ref, basically through the entire two tournaments, um, in case you had any doubt that he was the same ref who sort of um, mastered Tory's win at the end of the last season, him and Terry Silver are eye-fucking 
for 20 minutes. <laughs> it Every is... time someone scores a point, he's just like, yo, you see what I did there? Right. You see what's happening here? You see what we're doing here? I know. I was like, you were the worst corrupt ref of all time. Like, you're supposed to silently take money and just do the thing. Right. And you're also like... I was surprised that the Sekai Tekai board of, like, karate experts, like, I think, at a, like, if you're a corrupt ref, you're supposed to sort of, like, oh, some points that are kind of, like, you give points, like, to the person who doesn't deserve them, but you should be more subtle about it. Everyone was like, what? What are you talking about? And There's 12 people in this organization. They're all facing the fight. And then, I mean, what are they watching? Like, the ref is right there, and he's... He's acting so shady. Right, he's making calls that, like, I mean, look, apparently are pretty obviously wrong. And then every time he makes one, he looks at Silver, like, really blatantly. And Tori notices it going on. Everybody and, notices. Yeah. Maybe they just think that they actually are fucking. So, you know, it's okay. I mean, it's okay. that would add an interesting dimension <laughs> to the whole thing. I honest. mean, maybe he's not paying them off in money, but that's... <laughs> That's okay. Uh, um, let's talk about this match between Hawk and Kenny. Um... Kenny, again, I, I say he's gotten really good. Um, do I feel like he would have beaten Hawk? I don't know. I It does seem a little bit like... like I was about to say it seems quick, but like then again, like everyone in the show studies karate for approximately two months and then becomes That's either true. penis breath for life or like an actual it's champion. It's almost like you either have the innate ability to become a karate champion or you're going to suck forever. Right, and there's no in-between. And it has nothing to do with like training. It's yeah. just who you are in the, the plot. Um but, yeah, like, so Hawk has a nice thing where, like, you know, Kenny gets to jump on him, but he he's back in the ring because, he as he says, it's about, it's time to uncage the Hawk. And then the Hawk sim- uh, sound effect plays, which always, yeah. always gets my blood running. It's great. And then, you know, Kenny does the quick silver bullet, are we calling it? Yeah, the silver bullet. Yeah, and poor Hawk collapses to the floor. It looks serious. It looks like he's having an asthma attack. And did he have asthma? That's right. First, did he have asthma? First season, right? Because Johnny throws away his inhaler, doesn't he? Oh, oh no, was it Miguel? Miguel's really? I have this distinct memory of Johnny. I imagine he threw away someone's inhaler. I just yeah, can't remember who he said it is. Dimitri. Oh, was it? Was it? By Bert? the way, where the fuck is Dimitri? Yeah, where's Dimitri? Anthony is there, but Dimitri's not. What happened to Dimitri in this episode? Maybe they murdered him. Yeah. I told you. Like a blood sacrifice? Yeah. Chosen murdered him. He knew too much. No chosen. Um, so yeah, Kenny immobilizes Hawk. Who wins. is, is, I'm, look, I found like, I feel like I'm always in this position of defending the indefensible. To be fair, to the silver bullet, Hawk is okay. He is not permanently disabled. He, that you know of. He had, he had the wind knocked out of him and it took him out of the fight. Which, by the way, Kenny was getting all sorts of, like, illegal points from the ref. But How like, do you know yeah. that medic is real? I know. The medic's like, yeah, he looks fine. I'm like, really? The medic I is didn't... also sleeping with I Silver. <laughs> Silver's got a lot of time, okay? That back room, <laughs> it's just a desk and right. a monitor. Mm-hmm. A lot of space. Kenny, I Ken... hate when Kenny attempts to be clever. Oh, God. I know. He calls him Fauxhawk. And you know what? I'm sorry, Kenny. Only Silver can name things. Not you. And only Kyler can make terrible comments like that and get away with it. Yeah. Only Kyler can bully people because he's the only one here who's good at it. Yeah. Um, and then we get to the girls match. So, um, Tori ghosts. I love that for her. Um, <laughs> I love that she's spending her time doing literally anything else. Right. Um, it's sweet that she did, she put in so much 
time and effort getting like brutalized by Iron Braid for Crease. For Crease. And then I mean, I should mention that like when Crease like says somewhat nobly, like, do what's right for you, she's just she's mad. She's just like what I like have been trying so hard to get you out of prison and now you're just giving up on this. I feel like somebody, maybe Amanda, except Amanda's no longer a part of like Tori's plot, needs to sit her down and be like, Okay, you need to actually think about what would be best for your future. Like Girl, like, I, I mean, I know you don't like Cobra Kai, but, like, this Instagram sponsorship, if that could fund college for you, you should really think about that. Remember when Amanda showed, like, a little bit of motherly interest in, in Tori? And, you know, it would have been great if that had been an actual thing and Tori was thinking about college. Right? And, like, while I like Crease and Tori's relationship, like, Crease, for the most part, like... He's, you know, he wants Tori to help him. It's all about Crease, you know? And it's like, somebody needs to... I mean, he tried a little bit in this episode just to be like, you have to think about yourself. Tori needs some rich friends. Yeah, she does. Um, You know, if she'd been smart, she would have hitched her wagon to Silver. Yeah. Instead, Silver's all, like, pretending that he and, and Kenny Payne have something in common. Ugh. But uh, Tori has ghosted, yes. So, luckily for Cobra Kai, they don't have one female student so Devin is up um I kind of feel like again I like Devin like in the previous season I feel like she's a little flattened a bit because like when Iron Braid's like are you up to the challenge the Devin of like previous the previous season would have been like yes right because she was like kind of an uh, like an extreme aggro type person figured out Devin like what's driving her yeah is it her mom with cancer that died or I liked it when it just seemed like she was an overly aggressive person and instead she just seems more like okay I think I can do this um she seems very like nervous yeah she seems very nervous which again like you're right they haven't figured out what to do with her I think whatever they characterized her as like when they introduced her was just fine like you know but whatever she's in this match she's trying to do right by Iron Braid I guess um and, you know, initially we see Sam, like, scoring points off her, but the ref doesn't count them. Mm, oh my god. Um, so there's this thing where, like, you know, when they realize the ref is, like, against them, like, the, the Miyagi Fang team is like, okay, Sam, you've got to make every point undeniable. Now, Nina, if they subscribe to my theory that sometimes a knockout is, like, the best way to go, it's like, that that yeah, would be a good way to go. Yeah, this your whole theory that Sam becomes a gun owner. She pulls it out. Oh, my God. You know? I'm just talking about, make like... Make it undeniable. Uh, like a bullet to the head. Make it undeniable like you actually just, like, win the fight. And, you know, instead she has to make these, like, really obvious points that even the ref... Despite as many times as he keeps, like, glancing at Silver, can't discount. I feel like warning everyone at Beta Academy about what you're capable of. Beta Academy, by the way, I feel like we've just given away our location. We have, yes. Um, Letha takes martial arts. I, I used to. She dabbles. I dabble sometimes. Well, we haven't heard about that in a while. Maybe because she... Things happen there, and I can't go back to that place. <laughs> She's, like, chosen. She made a lot of enemies. Um, and now I'm crashing on your couch for the rest of, of my life. <laughs> okay, so now each each team has won one match, effectively. Um, you know, Sam emerges victorious. Kenny wins for Cobra Kai. Iron Braid and Devin have a little moment, which is... You know, I, Iron Braid is such an idiotic character, but I just love the way that she says every line. She has amazing lines. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, uh, Devin, who's all, like, nervous now, is, like, apologizing for losing, and she's like, for what? 
Um, you know, because she puts it on Tori for leaving and basically is like, well, if she's not ready to lead, I'll have to make sure that you're ready. And again, it's like when Sil- whenever Silver like shows a glimmer of like actually being a teacher, like I'm like, huh, okay, that's not a bad piece of advice, I suppose, I or whatever it is. Um, so then Gunther, who basically had one job and can't do it, he has to announce a winner. And what does he do? He has both dojos qualified. Oh, I like that. And you know why? I remember thinking, like, earlier in the episode, when, you know, when the Miyagi fan crashes, like, their meeting with Silver, and, he, and you know, the Gunter is just like, well, you know, we're just going to have to have exhibitions to figure out which dojo belongs. Oh, you guys are going to have to have a fight just to see which, which dojo belongs. So I'm like... If you like both dojos, just let both dojos in. There's no cap, right? Gunther is making it up as he goes They're, along. Like, come on, Nina. There's no cap. So I thought it was, like, idiotic that they were pretending that, like, one dojo had to defeat the other. And, like, when at the end, he's just like, eh, both of them. Gunther's just here to have a good time. Um, he's what probably hitting up the Sunset Strip on, like, Terry what Silver's dime. no cap? I mean, Why would there be a cap? This is an international tournament, right? So, like... If the Valley has what feels like 7,000 dojos that have now been limited to five... Dude, my friend, Gunter just came here, was only going to like see one dojo in the Valley do an exhibition, kind of accidentally ran into another dojo and was like, sure, I'll check out both. Gunter's playing by his own rules. There is no cap. There's probably no tournament. (laughs) That I believe. But it's like, how many dojos do you think are in Japan? Like... I would bet that most of those are qualifying. No, like, like one time Gunter went to Japan just because he wanted to get some sushi, and he was like, there's a dojo. I'm going to check that out. Okay, he's not. He is not doing a good job of this. Please do a Gunther origin story. <laughs> he's a crease-like figure where it's like he was also aimless, maybe came back from a war, the Great War, has a so dark secret. Gunther is immortal, is I'm what saying we're saying. there's a Nazi. And has a the, the terrible great war pattern. was World War One. You're saying he's he was like a the greatest war. What? I don't know. <laughs> That's something old people say. Anyway, good the greatest thing. generation. Yeah, and you think he's a Nazi? That's well, pretty Germanist of you. Um, look, okay. Why is he heading up? Look, I like I like your original idea that he's a veteran of the Great War, aka World War One. <laughs> um, so he was like Kreese, He's also timeless. he was fighting for the Kaiser. Yes, and like he is timeless. He is immortal. He's just been walking the earth, just like you know, obeying his own whims. And every so often, he's like, "Oh, a dojo. Hey, you guys like want to fight for my amusement? Oh yeah, you're good. You can come to my tournament." All right, I like that for Gunther. Yeah, I like um, that for him too. And Daniel and Johnny talk about well, they have this whole conversation about what they should call their for they need to have a name when gunter tells them when they enter and very nicely johnny steps up and he says miyagi do and then daniel steps up and they say and he says eagle fang and then they argue about who loves each other more it's very beautiful i know you know i feel like they thought they were going to get canceled after the season and so they're like hurtling towards Making everyone okay with everything. There's no teen drama except for that octopus necklace. <laughs> and there's scarcely any Johnny Daniel there's, drama. There's very little Johnny Daniel drama. Chris has been exiled to prison. Yeah, I suppose this is all true. I mean, all true, but like, unlike, say, Robbie and Miguel, like, Johnny and Daniel have been working through their issues, doing a will they or won't they arc. Like, for five years, if they're finally in a place where they get each other and, like, 
basically to Gunter, they're explaining their marriage and how it works and how they're two different styles that never should have been together, but like somehow they've made it made it happen. I, I don't mind that. I, I think that they're in a place that you're right. It's a bit rushed. Well, no, nah, is it a bit rushed? No, I'm talking from a story perspective. It's like the air is being let out of the balloon. Where like, you know, soup. Like, season four, which I'm now coming to appreciate in a brand new light about how great that season was. Because it's like, you have Terry Silver on the scene, complicated backstory, doing kicks in the wine cellar, taking mysterious Nina, is this just an excuse for you to talk about Terry Silver again? <laughs> what have they done to the man? What have they done to Do you have any non-Silver thoughts about, about season four? I do. Wait, season five. Well, you were saying that you appreciate season four now. And the way no, you did but before. I'm saying like they, they're it's that season was full of conflict. Yes. and they wrapped it up, and then I feel like they wrapped up, especially the Robbie Daniel stuff, or sorry, Robbie, Robbie Johnny Johnny stuff. stuff, nicely, beautifully. And then we were like, well, we've been saying about how the teen drama has not been really much of an issue. For a while now. So it's like, I don't know what they're doing with the story because it's based on conflict that just doesn't exist. This is true. It's either been organically wrapped up or they're like, the the, the only thing they haven't done is kind of like a final crease silver. Yeah. Crease and silver have not worked out their issues yet. And maybe that's season six. Maybe that is season six because like, yeah, I... On the one hand, I do see what you're saying. It definitely feels like they've wrapped up all the internal conflicts and they've made it so that there is only like our heroes versus this external force. And that's, and like, that's, I get it. I mean, in, I, I don't know if it's like the greatest, like, it makes for the greatest storytelling, but if I had to see Daniel and like, uh, and Johnny do one more, like, oh, I'm done with you. Goodbye. Bye forever. I, I just, no. That's what keeps Enough. the relationships fighting. Enough. They, they've, like, teased that too many times. The fact that they're just, like, one dojo now, and they're, like, doing their best. That's okay. It's kind of like with Johnny and Miguel. Like, I don't need new, exciting, like, conflicts for Johnny and Miguel to have. Like, they're in a place where they've, like, reached equilibrium. You don't need to do any more storylines there, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's yeah. like... I clearly love you more than my son. We all know that. Yeah. Robbie definitely knows that. Yeah. Rob- but, you know, that's fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's yeah. making, like, sad, like really tragic jokes about it. So tragic. <laughs> it's, it's like, I would rather he not say anything at all. I mean, God, there is a scene, like, so, now that they're both in, in the Sekai Tekai, and it's like a happy day for all, except, I guess, like, Terry Silver seems kind of miffed because he totally paid for those plane tickets. Sure. Um, except for that, like... It's happy, there's celebration time, like, uh, Daniel tells them all to, like, go party. Johnny, I did did like this, that he he tells Robbie and Miguel, hey, so I'm taking, like, Rosa and your mom out for, like, dinner, so the place is yours. So he's, like, kind of just encouraging them to throw a rager in their shared apartment complex. Unfortunately, Robbie and Miguel have their fucking arms around each other. Too soon. Too soon. Yeah, I know. Can't they just be like dudes who like give each other the dude nod? Like, why can't you make friends that haven't tried to kill you? Well, then we wouldn't be friends, would we? That's true. Maybe that's what it takes. Yeah. Alright, we've come full circle. Let's get to this after-party drama, which is, again, we talked about Chekhov's octopus necklace. It's back. 
Um, Sam's clutching Sam's it in here. her hand when she shows up at like this grody apartment in a neighbor. Yeah, Uber. she's coming to declare herself after the fourth breakup in under a year. Um, <laughs> catches Miguel mid makeout with someone acting like a normal teenager. Oh, I actually really, I really liked this party scene actually um, because it's just like one Johnny. Both terrible and excellent as a parent, because he's basically, like, I'm like, how did they get all the kegs? I'm like, I'm pretty sure that Johnny, like, arranged for that. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, Hawk's trying to, like, get Miguel some action, because Miguel just looks, like, sad, and his hair needs cutting. he's picking up red solo cups like an adult. Like, he's right? already doing the cleanup at the beginning of the party. No. It's oh, so Miguel. Miguel, because, you know, he's learned something. He's, like, he's 47 a, years old. He's a junior in medical school now. Right. But, you know, finally, finally, Miguel is, like, having some fun and making out with a pretty girl on the couch. And, like, of course, he can't even have this. No. Sam no. has to arrive and then, like, look so hurt, so tragically heartbroken that this person she dumped for, what, why? To focus on him. me? Like, you yeah. broke up with him two episodes ago to focus on yourself. Right. A like, thing you do all the time, I, Sam. No, Sam. And just because you're clutching it. And then I'm also like, why does the octopus necklace change things? Like, if he'd given it to you at the time, would you have been like, actually, never mind. I'm done with she myself. She can't prove that it's his. Yeah, it's all ridiculous. So, of course... Uh, she bumps into, I think, Chris on her way out, so, like, he, he says, like, you know, party fell, Sam, which makes Miguel, like, snaps him out of his makeout haze, he sees Sam looking stricken, he's like, no, wait, Sam, this poor girl he was making out with. Yeah, that could have been the love of your life, Miguel. Yeah, that was the mother of your children, or your future children, you just wow. basically, like, left her to, like, run after this chick you, I like, want Miguel to have ugh. a sliding doors episode of, like, what happens if he keeps dating Sam, and then what happens if he finally breaks free? What happened if he just continued making out with that girl? He yeah. would be president. That's what would happen. <laughs> and then if he keeps chasing after Sam, he becomes Crease. Whoa. <laughs> okay, guys. Write that script, writer. Right? Um, it writes itself. We can't do your job for you. <laughs> um, anyway, she runs outside. She's calling her Uber. And who, who comes... Who comes to face-to-face with her when she, she's, like, at her lowest point, eyes brimming with tears? It's Tori. Oh, my God. But she's wearing, like, really a great ensemble, I think. <sighs> Rocking the flannel. Yeah, Tori looks great, always. Um, ter- Tori is such a tragic figure, though. She just has this look of, like, she doesn't think life's going to get any better. So all yeah. she can do is come clean. Yeah. I mean, that's... I'll say this about Tori's character. Like, when she was introduced, like, I don't know if I had that many feelings towards her. It's like, oh, she seems just, you know, angry, tough girl, TM. I, I do like that she, yeah, she she does have, like, this air of just, like, she's already disappointed, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And, yeah, so she basically is like, I don't want to fight. I want to talk. And she says, you didn't lose the All Valley. Dun, dun, dun. Dramatic music yes. and scene. Wow. What do you think? This was an action-packed episode. It I think was. we talked about how the last episode felt like filler. Um, this one kind of had, I mean, beyond the overarching ridiculousness of this international tournament, um, which I, I won't pretend to understand. Um, I kind of like this episode because it just moved things forward. Yeah. In a nice way. And I feel like we got a little bit of almost every character. We did. Except Dimitri, apparently, who's dead now. Yeah, I wonder if he's sick or dead or... Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, okay. Are we doing ratings? Well, I mean, do you have any stray thoughts before we rate? Stray thoughts. Because I have a stray thought. Do it. 
So one of the ringers, one of the international assassins um, that Terry Silver hired has an eye patch. I just think he looks cool, and I want him to do more. Eye patch guy, talk to us. Right? I mean, just like, come on, why won't they let that guy with the eye patch do more things? Why is it always Iron Braid? That's because she has a special rapport. Because Iron Braid knows that the key to Terry Silver is nagging him. It's the same relationship he had with Kreese. Mm, that's true. That's the way you to the man's heart. You can't compliment your way into Terry Silver's heart, okay? You think that's that's Eyepatch's problem? He's too obsequious? Yeah. Yeah. I, I got that sense from him, too. Some people are, you know, upfront sensei. Some people are faded to the background. Add to the overall harmony. <laughs> We're in Eyepatch. Like, and <laughs> I want to know, does, I mean, is his eye just healing? Or is it really gone? You know how you say you spend more time thinking about stuff that nobody else ever does? Yeah. This is the only time I feel like that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Legit, nobody's thinking about Eye Patch Guy. All right. Fans of Eye Patch Guy, like, write in, please. You know, I want you to have access to our Twitter account so you can see how alone you are. <laughs> this is hurtful. I know. know. I know. This I is so hurtful. Far. I went too far. Just okay. like that guy who blinded Eye Patch Guy. <laughs> Maybe Iron Braid did it. Because they were locked in a fiery battle of wits. Of Before, wits. Well. He was blinded by her wit. And her fists. <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay, we need to workshop this a little bit. Yeah, so somebody write this script too, okay? Oh god, we've had ten different scripts. Okay, I'm giving a rating of four out of five compromised judges throwing knowing looks. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That's like a saucy rating. Okay. Thank you. I'm giving <laughs> four to five eye patches. I don't know. Um, fine, I'll do better. More thought in I'll do day. better. Um, four out of five tragic jokes about your father bonding with another son. Okay, antidepressant Robbie. Antidepressant Robbie. Wow. All right. Okay, we have realized that we didn't plug our social media presence or our email in quite some time. Are we like Robbie? Are we like Miguel? Just over it? Just heading into the great beyond? I don't want to think that. No. No, that's too too depressing. Just because we've basically written the scripts for five to six side movies that we want to see happen. Um, you can follow us at Kai underscore cast or write to us at Cobra Kai Never Dies cast at gmail.com. Obviously, weigh in on how wrong Lutha is whenever you feel like it. Oh, or or how it much happens. you agree with me? That that would it be happens nice. Happens all the time. I'm all alone here, you guys. <laughs> Don't try to buy our listeners. It would really make my day if you defended me against this monster. Strike first. Strike hard. No, no mercy. mercy.